Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Adults. My name is Glenn King. It's my honor and pleasure to bring you adult entertainment talk for the adult entertainment curious. And today, another very special podcast. Let me sort of set this up for you because one of my big jobs as an adult film producer is casting. And then the most important part of casting is for me to every once in a while find the next big thing. Mm -hmm. So once every two or three years, I go through an exhaustive search where I sit there, and it's hard work here, but I watch tons of porn. I watch everybody's (laughs) stuff. I have a membership to like Pornhub Premium that I go and used to look at all the companies. And then I watch girls and I, I try to see... I'm looking for somebody who stands out, who jumps off the page, who when you look at like a tube site and you got 50 scenes on the same page and you're scrolling through them all, somebody jumps off the page at you and you say, oh, I got to check this out. And then once I've got that, I look to see, well, what about her acting skills? Is she somebody who has a natural talent for that? And then what about her sexuality? Does she exude sexuality? And um, and then there's other factors that come into play as well. But what I'm, again, looking for is the next big thing. I can't just only shoot girls who have already become big stars. I have to find some on the way up. And usually I give them their first femdom scene, and then we see how that works out. As an example, I shot Jessa Rhodes when she was um, 18 years old, I believe, back in the beginning of her career. And then um, I had to take a chance on her, and she turned out to be something very special. So recently, I embarked upon another one of those searches. Uh, I guess it was last year, somewhere towards the end of the year. Looked at quite a few talents and then came across somebody that I believe fits in uh, all of those areas. And her name is Kiara Cole. She's blonde, sexy, uh, uh, 20 years old at this point, 19 when we discovered her. I don't mean to make her cry as I remind her about how old she's gotten. Uh, but, uh, so I, then I, I booked her for a scene. I approached her at AVN and said, Hey, just let you know, I booked you for the scene and then I'm going to, here's what you're going to be doing. And then she kind of looked at me like, Oh shit, that sounds like something I've never done before. This female domination stuff. This is something interesting. Uh, so we weren't weren't sure how it was going to go. Then we put her on set a few, about a month ago or two months ago in the biggest project I've ever done, in the most important role in the biggest project I've ever done, and she knocked it out of the park. So that's when I realized we had somebody special on our hands. And here she is back with us in the makeup chair again a couple months later. So let me, with all that rambling intro, introduce you officially to Kiara Cole. Kiara Cole, everybody. Let's, let's clap. Even the makeup artist should be clapping now. We should all be clapping. All right, so just to set the table for you guys here, she is dressed right now in, um, like, skin-tight, ripped jeans. She has on, like, a little gray top that does not cover her entire midriff, so she's got a little bit of belly button peeking out, and then perfect nails um, and perfect... I can't really see her feet right now, although I know from yesterday that they're size 6, so perfect pedicure as well. All right, so let's get right into it with you, Kiara. You, you start in the industry at 19 years old. What were you doing before then? High school, basically? Um, I was doing high school. I was always a hard worker, so I was doing high school. And while I was in high school, I was doing, um, I was working at a Hardee's. I worked there for like a year, and then my best friend got me a job at a deli. 
where I did a lot of housewife training, a lot of making sandwiches, doing dishes, <laughs> all that kind of stuff, serving food. Nice. Yeah, good stuff. And then, um, so I worked there for like another year, you know, and then I turned 18 and I went to work at this factory. So I worked at the factory for like three months. A factory? Yeah, I just always wanted more money and more hours and yeah. Wait, so like you were stamping bottle caps on beers I or what here? I was inspecting the um, outer part of the grill to a Toyota, to some Toyota truck. Um, yeah, I was inspecting the paint on it, every single part. We probably went through like 700 a day. You know who else got their start that way, Lori, the makeup artist? Laverne and Shirley. Am I right? Yes. Right. Right. Incorporated. Yes. All right. So that's just an old person reference from me and Lori. But um, so you worked in this factory. Did you like that? Or did you kind of sit there going, I'm better than this. I need to be doing bigger things. Um, I never really thought that I was better than that. It's a hard job. And I respect everybody that still works there because it's very strenuous. But um, I liked working there because I was like this hot, like this really hot young girl and like, yeah, there was no other young hot girls there. It was all like old men and like grown women, and we were all friends though. But I definitely got catcalled a lot there. A lot of attention my way. Uh, management was hitting on you then, no doubt. So there was some general manager or older person, older guy. There was definitely, yeah, a lot of them were looking at me, yeah. But nobody actually sort of said to you, you know, I can advance your career. No. Mm, okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, so that means they must have known, like, this girl's not going to be here for the long run. Probably. They probably knew that. They were really sad when I left, too. They, like, threw me sure. a whole party and everything. Aw. They were cute. And I only worked there for three months. Like, that's how <laughs> big of an impact that I made was I worked there for three months. Everybody loved me, and they called me mermaid. And, like, yeah, I was, like, a little cute. Like, we had to wear, like, these, Mermaid. like, overalls, yeah. so, like, and, like, hairnet and safety goggles, so, like, here I am in my hairnet and my safety <laughs> goggles and my get-up. <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting. Okay, so you went from there into porn, or what happened? Like, where, Yeah, um, so, you know, I had worked there for three months, and I kind of knew, you know, doing the same motion over and over for eight hours every single day, and then sometimes having to do that five, sometimes six, sometimes even seven days a week. Like, it was really strenuous, and I was getting to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't know how long I can do this, but I know I won't be doing it much longer. Yeah. It's like I have to find something different, something else. And um, I had this message sitting in my message request on Instagram because I had my Instagram hooked up to my Tinder, Ah. And I guess that's how some agencies um, recruit girls. Wow. So Whoa, were... whoa, whoa. So you're saying you weren't putting up, you weren't doing webcam or anything like that when no. an agency started? I was, I was being a little whore. Okay. I was, I've always been a whore, a little nympho, <laughs> all of that. But um, So you're just on Tinder, and you're just yeah. fucking random guys on Tinder. Uh, well, I mean, not exactly, <laughs> but... Yeah, I fucked a couple of them, and I have my Tinder account out there, and I have my Instagram hooked up to it, so Motley, this agency called Motley Models, was scrolling through, and they swiped left or right or whatever on me, and 
they messaged, they sent me a DM on Instagram, and I kind of ignored it for a long time, but, you know, I was working in the factory, so, like, I'd, I'd look at it every once in a while, but mostly thought it was a scam, and then eventually I messaged back. As a side note, for all of you guys out there who listen to the podcast who send me these DMs or whatever saying, you should go recruit so-and-so hot girl to be in porn, you can stop doing that with me because as she points out, these agencies are scouring the world looking for hot babes. If I'm not an agent, I I really shouldn't be helping somebody get into porn or trying to recruit somebody into porn. Mm -hmm. The agencies do that for a living. They're very competitive and they're out there looking for them. So that's how they discovered Kiara here. Yeah. All right. So you, you then flew, you sent some pictures first or how does that work? Is that you flew to Los Angeles? I sent a series of pictures and, um, and they flew me out here, and I was still really, really scared because I was like, why did you guys only buy me one flight? You only bought me the flight there. Which now I understand, you know, like, what if something went wrong? What if I tested dirty? Or what if this? What if that? What if I didn't get any shoots, you know, and had to turn around and go right home? But, um... Wait. Are, are, you, are you saying that if you had not gotten any shoots that they would not have paid for your flight back? Or you're just saying they didn't make it because they didn't know when you were going to go back? Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Just, I didn't. I, they didn't know when I would go back. If I would okay. be, if I would just get booked the whole month, or maybe I'd have no shoots, or yeah, yeah. yeah or really when I'd want to leave. Okay. I didn't have a lot of things planned out then, but I was really sketched. They only bought me one way. I was like, I was like, yeah. no, y'all better buy me another way before <laughs> I get out there. I was like that's kind of sketchy. And then Dave called me, and he's like, I've been doing this for ten years. Da 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 da. And I was like, yeah. I felt kind of like, oh, okay, like, you know, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's being for real. Dave maybe does I like did, to point maybe out. Maybe I did that. really just offend them. Like, I was like, oh, my bad. No, I, like I was telling you yesterday, I offended them too. Dave does get offended easily, I think, when he feels like somebody is questioning, you know, his. He's been in business a long time. And yeah. He thinks he, knew, he he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And sure. so he is a little easy to piss off in that area, <laughs> as I discovered as well. Um, yeah, he's very stern. Yeah, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, I've absolutely. had lots of friends. Being around as long as I have, I've known guys who were producers or whatever, then became agents, and what they mm. went through in their first couple of years, they usually have to learn to be stern. Because otherwise you get these girls, and you know the type, who are like, oh, I can't go to set today, um, so-and-so, uh, I just got my, just got a flat tire. I was on my way to set and I got a flat tire. And then the agent will say, well, where are you right now? And then the girl will say, I'm, I'm at Canoga and Winnetka. And they'll go, um, uh, the agent will go, great. I'm two minutes away. I'm going to come get you and take you to set. And then the girl will go, oh, did I say Canoga and Winnetka? No, no, no. I meant I'm down in Long Beach. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually in uh, San Diego right now. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So that worked out. You went down there. Were you... So a couple questions here. All right, first off, was the living quarters to your expectations? Some girls, it's a little shocking when they get to the model house, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, I think the Motley model house is a little different because... But it's a really nice house. It's a really it's a spacious house. You know, there's quite yeah. a quite many bedrooms and so yeah it was really nicely put together and um he dates a model named scarlet sage so 
she's very she was there to you know she's there to welcome the girls when they're first getting there and good all that good stuff and she even like gave me a bunch of gifts like she got me this big old dildo and was like here you know to get ready for you know like we, the weeks of work and all that kind of stuff they were just really comforting and they talked me through everything whenever I first got there like how to how to pick my stage name and all that kind of stuff a lot of pointers Good. you get a lot of pointers when you're staying there and you're I feel like when you're staying there you're very in the know Good. and um, everybody loves staying there they're really great. great they have like snacks and stuff we have our own fridge like everybody has their own room and um, yeah, there's not much to not love about staying there. That's good. Motley's got a good reputation, yeah. and I think you're you're telling us why. You know, they take care yeah. of the girls. They care. They care. Definitely, and that's important. yeah. You want to feel like you're not just um, a little money maker for them. You want to feel like they're trying to help you in your career and make yeah. money for everybody at the same time. Mm-hmm. All right, so they sent you. Team what was the first set they sent you to? Um, it was Nem Video Girls. Ah. Okay. Yeah, they only do so like Net Video Girls, Girls does right. Um, it's sort of an amateur audition looking type yeah. site. There, the cameraman talks to the girl and says, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know, good it's like calendar girl themes type of thing. Like I came in for like a calendar shoot and then yeah, got naked at some point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They they have. I don't think they use a professional makeup artist. They're trying to make you look pretty amateurish when they when you get there, right? Um, they had a, they had a... Oh, they did? They had a makeup artist. Yeah, she was pretty good. Okay. She made me look pretty. Good. It was natural. It was a natural look, but it was yeah. very clean, clean natural. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So they have a makeup artist, but they're actually sort of telling her, we don't want the Playboy style look. We want the girls to look Yeah, they don't want, like, which makes hard sense. glam, very, yeah, a natural look. Just good. foundation, mascara, like a light eyeshadow, maybe. Good. Some gloss. It's a good place to start. I've seen those guys work because I think they treat the girls sort of gingerly and don't, you know, it's not a rough, aggressive scene. No, no, not at all, yeah. Good, okay. It was very, it was a good first shoot. Okay. Yeah. All right, so then you start doing other things, um, Mm -hmm. other sets, and you found yourself in more in demand. Uh, What were the places that you went that were the most um, fun for you to go to then? Ooh. Um... I had this trip to Mexico not too uh, long ago. Yeah. I think it was in, like, March. Yeah. I went to Mexico for um, this company called In the Crack. Yes. And that was a lot of fun. And uh, Puerto Vallarta. It was so, so nice there. Have you been? I have. And so it is great. nice. Yeah. It's a little scary going from the airport to the resorts over there. You think? I did, yeah. Yeah, I was a little scared, too. Yeah. Because I was like, how am I going to order an Uber? Do they have Uber here? I was like, what if the Uber... Because, like, people were trying to tell me, like, oh, don't do the Uber. It's scary. It's not safe, this and that. But, um... I mean, you get attacked in the airport by all these vendors trying to sell you stuff and get you into their cab, whatever. I hope somebody picked you up at the yeah, airport yeah. with you because it can be a little scary. <laughs> but I'm like a total like wimp when it comes to stuff like this. I just went to Dominican Republic last year, and Ooh. I would I don't want to leave the resort. Like I just I'm like I'm happy. Let's just stay in the resort. Oh no, you gotta get out. You gotta go to the beach. We went. They had a beach at the resort. I yeah. rode jet skis for the first time. Uh, what else did we do for the first time? Ooh, the coconut shrimp out there on the beach. Ooh, slapped. 
Coconut shrimp? Coconut shrimp. What's a coconut shrimp? Coconut shrimp, it's shrimp, and it's like, I guess it's fried and like dipped in like coconut flakes. Okay. It's, you have to mm. try it. Mm. I don't... Next time you go to Mexico, next time you're staying next to like an ocean or like really big water, because you have to get it fresh. Mm. But it was the best, it was the best in Mexico I've had it in Florida and Alabama and places like that, but... It was the best in Mexico. Uh, all right, so that's a fun set. And then what would you say, maybe without getting naming names here, was the least fun that you had? Or why? Was there, was there a set that you didn't like it? And what was, mm. what was it that you didn't like about it? The other day I had an interesting situation. Ooh, do tell. Um, it was really weird. The, um, my girl, it was a girl-girl scene. And... I was I was already running a little late, so that kind of always throws me off if I'm running late because I start to yeah. feel kind of like a guilty conscience, even though I know people are literally late in this business all the time. Somebody's always late, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. It seems like at least. And um, I got there, and like the director and the producer like didn't even introduce themselves. I guess they just expected me to like know yeah. who they were or something. So like, never. Maybe I should have been like, "I'm Kira, nice to meet," but I already been like, "Sorry, I'm late, everybody." Like I didn't even know who. You know, like somebody should come up to you and Absolutely. be like, "Hi, I'm I'm right. like the one in charge, right?" Right. But like I didn't know who to introduce myself to because I don't know who any of these people are so I'm like right. they never introduced themselves and then like the girl Tom was kind of new so like when we were trying to do things like she wouldn't open up okay yeah she wouldn't open up right so you're working with a girl who really isn't into girl girl is what you're telling us I think she was into girl girl I think maybe she just hadn't done a lot of like mainstream stuff like maybe okay. she just didn't do a lot of like like um you know porno pornos like maybe just more of her own stuff and more clip stuff yeah and which is so, a big trend in our yeah. industry right now yeah. um which for you guys that are out there listening let me explain this as a producer i love girls who have been doing cam stuff who now want to get into porn because they've learned how to speak in front of the camera however the downside of that is that they don't know how to be visual in front of a camera in a situation like that. They don't know how to angle their body towards the camera. They don't know how to open and sort of angle mm -hmm. the vagina towards the camera. Yeah. They, um, so they, they need to learn that part of it. And so it's a little challenging when somebody like Kiara gets there who's been in the business mm -hmm. for a year now and knows how to do those things and the other yeah. girl doesn't. And then we have this director who I don't even know his name still. Yeah. And... Um, and she probably doesn't know his name either. And he's like, he's like, not knowing our names, you know. So he's like, what's your name again? What's your name again? What? I'm like, dude, like, do you have any respect for, like, I get it because, like, we'd never met before. But, like, you should introduce yourself and then maybe you would have known. And then afterwards, it was, like, really bad because he didn't have any paperwork. First of all, he did the sign in and the sign off at the same time. Uh-huh. Like, like, gave me the check on camera and was like, did you have a good day today? Did anyone rape you? Da, 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 da. All before set. I was like, 
that threw me off immediately. I was like, this is wrong. You shouldn't be doing this right now. Completely. And this is why... And it was like for a This big is why company. those things won't hold up in court. In the, it's a waste of time to do yeah, this it's for like most I literally, if Because I already, if they... If they if if a girl says I had a well and we've seen this over and over again in our industry I'm now sure. is that a girl has a miserable time on set feels like she's been violated at the end they're holding the check in front of her and they say now we'd like to film you saying you had a great time on set today and that you love us and if you don't we're not paying you so the girl says thank you so much I had a wonderful day today gets her check and then goes on Twitter and says this guy shoved his tongue up my butt when he wasn't you know when he was mm-hmm. not in the scene. That's something that just happened in our industry recently. Yeah. 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 So he didn't have the paperwork. So, um, and this was after the scene. I didn't do the paperwork before the scene. I figured, like, okay, we'll get around to it. So they seemed super unprofessional. The the other lady that was there, the other director, they were shooting two scenes at the same time in the same house, which I also hate because then you're supposed to be quiet, even though you're supposed to be shooting a scene, a sex scene. You're supposed to be quiet. Yeah. So, she didn't have makeup for her other scene, so that she's, like, asking us if we have makeup that she can use. I'm like, what? And then, like, the the new girl didn't have a lot of clothing options, so he's asking me, can she wear your shoes? Can she wear your... T-? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I cannot believe you're actually asking no. me that. And then, so, this is where I got all about was after the scene. The scene was... The scene was good. It was hot. It was okay. a hot girl-girl scene. Good. And... Um, it was, but it was until afterwards when he was like, oh, where are you staying? And he was like, um, okay, cool, I'm staying there too. Um, I actually, um, ran out of paperwork, so can we meet up later? And, um, you know, like, can I get your number and we can meet up later and do the paperwork and this and that? And I'm like... In my head, I'm like, yeah, you're fucked on your paperwork. Give me my check. I'm fucking going. We're not meeting up later. You're not getting my number. Huh. You know, that whole yeah. spiel. But I told him, like, because yeah. You, just yeah, to be whatever. clear here, you feel like he's sort of heading in the direction of he thinks he's going to come over and fuck you when he gets when he gives you the paperwork. You're sort of worried that he's going to go that route. Maybe you don't. Maybe he's not actually saying that, but in the back of your head, that's what you're thinking, right? Is yeah, that I'm thinking that's totally unprofessional. Right. You shouldn't be getting... First of all, you shouldn't be getting my number. You shouldn't be... I'm not wasting I my evening after I've already spent all afternoon here. I'm not wasting my evening waiting around to meet you to do your stupid paperwork that you should have had at the beginning of the day. And so then he's like, okay, well, I can't give you your check till you do the paperwork later. So at that point, I'm like, okay, well, I never actually planned on meeting up with him later. You know, he's just going to be shit out of luck with his paperwork. <laughs> I was going to get my check and then never meet up with him later for the paperwork. I don't give a fuck. Like, if you can't put your production on your website because you forgot your paperwork, I did my job. Fucking pay me. And so it ended up I had to literally ride with him to a Staples or Office Depot or something to do this paperwork so he could print off paperwork and I could sign all of it and then I do all my paperwork we're in his car at the Home Depot not Home Depot Office Depot and then after he's done looking at all my paperwork he goes you'll never believe this remember how because he wrote the check back at the house yeah he had wrote it out and everything uh-huh. he's like remember how I wrote you that check 
He's like, I forgot it at the location. And at that point, I literally looked at him in the eyes and was like, don't fuck with me. <laughs> are you serious or are you fucking with me? I was so pissed. Yeah. I was literally just like, are you fucking with me? And he was like, well, do you want to meet up later? Because the other girl that was still there. Yeah, back to this meet up thing here. He's like, do you want to meet up later? She's going to be here in like an hour, 45 minutes. I can meet you this spot, this whatever. I'm like, no, dude. No, you can talk to my fucking agent. I'm not dealing with you anymore. This is bullshit. Yeah. I should have never even had to come to Office Depot with you. Yeah. That's not my job. Right, right. Like, my job is over. I should have been home by now. I mean, in his defense, okay, that that may happen every once in a while. I mean, in my 20 years, I guess, I can't think of a time when we couldn't come up with the, with a, a, a release form for a girl sign because it's... Like, I have them stored in my Dropbox, for example. I can always print out a new one anytime right. if I forget to bring them to set. But one time, for example, there was something wrong with a release form that we had signed, and I actually had to ask Riley Reed, can I come over, can I meet up with you somewhere the next day? Um, and so she said, yeah, come on over to my house. And I went over to her house, and she signed them. Um, hmm, that's nice of her. So, yeah, very nice of her. Um, so it, it, it does happen, and I think you sort of have to have a little bit of patience, but... Here's the problem, and I'm going to – this is me, Glenn King, talking again, as we do on this show a lot, to you guys out there throughout the United States who are thinking about becoming independent producers. It is incredibly important for you to not be perceived by the model as trying to um, have sex with her off camera and have a date. It's Being a porn producer is not dating. It's just not. Yeah. And you don't want to get the reputation because it will spread so damn fast. Oh, yeah. When you, because imagine, let's just say you guy out there that you're in the situation. It's an honest mistake. You were at a location. There was no printer there. You um, you legitimately didn't have your paperwork. And the girl said, "Okay, cool. Come over to my hotel room tonight." You go over there and you make one little. At that point, you better be so damn careful that you don't. You know, you better stand <laughs> ten feet away from her. And give her the paperwork to sign. Walk away. Because if you don't, if all you say to her is, boy, you're looking hot tonight. Like, get the fuck out of here. Then she's going to say, get the fuck out of here. And then she's going to tell all her friends that, yeah, can you believe this? This is what happened. He came over to the, and then he, came, he, he quote, unquote, couldn't find the paperwork. Then comes over to my hotel. You've blown your one chance to do that in your whole life at that point. Because yeah. if it happens again... Every girl in the business is going to start tweeting that this is the trick that he does. So you don't want to do that. So learn a lesson from this. Um, And, you know, Kiara here, who I assume you got paid eventually because your agent intervened and got Uh, it for you. Yes. Is that the end of the story? Is that how'd you get your check? Um, They actually left it under the model house um, and right under the doormat. Which I thought was also very sketchy, but it was actually under there, so I was like, okay. Well, kudos to Motley, her agents in this case, who did, I'm guessing they did say, we're going to help you get the check, right? Yeah, of okay. course. I called my agent, and I was like that. crying, I was like, this guy's such a fucking... Yeah, so if you're one of the many um, adult performers who listens to the podcast, if your agent is not helping you get paid, then I'm sorry, but 
you don't need that agent. That's yeah, basically why would they do that anyway? Right. They have two jobs. Get you work and then get you paid for that work. The other things they do are kind of important, but those are the two things. If they're not doing those two things, maybe think about um, another agency. So there you go. That's a great story. And I'm going to ask now the, the questions that you guys really want to know, which is that if you wanted to date Kiara, what are the things that she's interested in? Mm. But first, I need to tell you about our awesome sponsor, Sext Panther. Mm. You're not on Sext Panther, are you? Um, No, not yet. Okay. They've approached me, and I've thought about it. I've been on Sex Panther, and I did a little... I even messaged one of the girls on there, like, um, just to see what it was like. Yeah. Like, see Yeah. how... Um, did you set up a fake name and go in on there as a customer? I love this. I don't think I used a fake name. Uh, okay. I think I was talking... I um, I sent Allie... Is her name Allie Links? Oh, Alex Links. Yeah, we shot her. We love her. Yeah. Yeah, I had messaged. She's like one of the top Sex Panther girls, or she was whenever I looked like, yeah. not too long ago. And um, yeah, I saw Sex Panther at, um, was it Exotica? And they approached yeah. me, and they gave me this cute little shirt, and Good. they were super nice. They were trying to get me on, and I'm just still kind of iffy about it, because I hate talking to people. Well, here's how it works for all of you out there. No, absolutely. And, it, and it's something that I personally was on Sex Panther for a while as well. It turns out there are people that want to ask me questions. Interesting. But I also kind of hate talking to people. You know, like I'm just so busy. And yeah. When I get off set, I'm just, I got a million other things going on. And mm-hmm. so I kind of stopped doing it. But um, but that doesn't mean that that uh, it's not a great thing. Because Sex Panther yeah, is a wonderful way for you, the listeners to um, build an intimate relationship with the porn star that you are into without uh, coming across as creepy. Because you're, you're yeah. paying at, yeah. you know, for this, and they set reasonable rates, but basically you pay to sext with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of the performers who have appeared on our show, Ginger Lynn, Christy Canyon, Kimberly Chi, uh, um, Christina Rose... Courtney Taylor, so many of them are on Sex Panther, and you can send them a dick pic. And if you send them a dick pic on Twitter, they're going to ban you or block you for life. But if you send them one on Sex Panther, they're going to tell you how much they like and enjoy seeing your dick or whatever. Or maybe you just want to ask them questions like, what base, what's your favorite baseball team? Like we're about to ask her. Uh, or maybe uh, she wants to send you a video clip, stuff like that. Or maybe even talk on the phone to your favorite performer. You can do that. At Sext Panther. So go to S E X T, like sexting, Sext Panther. So that's S E X T P A N T H E R dot com. Find your favorite porn star on there and start talking to her today. Also, if you're one of the many performers that uh, listens to the show, and we have a performer right here in the chair who's not on Sext Panther yet, so I, I'm telling you, all of you, this is the greatest way for you to get that intimate relationship with your fans, um, but at the same time, identifying which ones uh, are willing to pay and support you as opposed to which ones are sort of freeloading and yeah. just want free conversation with you. Yeah. Being on Sex they Panther... They just want a reply. They yeah. just want one reply. Right. It's, it's, some of them even little. some of them are desperate even to have you call them names. Like they send you troll stuff yeah. on Twitter They're just like, to get you to say fuck off. You. They want you to say fuck off. They love yeah. that. Hey, <laughs> check it out. My favorite porn star told me to fuck off. They show all their friends. So with <laughs> Sex Panther, you can thin the herd out and only talk to the ones that want to support you. So go to sexpanther.com. Now, 
So here's the big question for Kiara. Cole, so many guys have seen you and are now thinking of you as America's triple X sweetheart. So they want to know... There you go. (laughs) They want to know, well, if they took you on a date, what are you into? What are you passionate about? And I know because I've seen your Twitter, so don't lie to me. Okay, well, I post a lot about the Cardinals. Yeah. I'm a huge sports whore. Baseball fan. Yeah, I like my baseball. A lot of people don't understand how I get so into it, but I played baseball from, like... I played t-ball, probably like in first grade or kindergarten, and then from there I played until I got older and didn't really like it anymore. Probably, probably until about I was probably freshman in high school. And wow! I, stopped. I was like, yeah, I don't really. What position? Well, it was just like little league, so like I played a different position every time. But I think okay. I was usually outfield. Okay. I think I was usually outfield. Mm-hmm. All right. So when you go to the St. Louis Cardinals games, you actually are paying attention. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know what a double play is and yeah. a bunt and oh, all yeah. of those things. Oh, so that's yeah. cool. I hate when they bunt. That's so stupid. It's a funny thing about bunting. Now we're really getting off <laughs> track, but it's uh, it's something I've... I'm a fan of baseball, what they call sabermetrics, which is where they use underlying statistics to try to really... Instead of the old way they used to do things, but going like, well, I feel like my gut instinct tells me it's a good time to bunt. Now they look at probabilities and go like... Huh, there's a t- 26% chance that this bunt is going to get the runner to second base and then later, later end up with okay. him scoring. Yeah, that makes sense. They've now kind of realized that bunting is not the statistically best way to go. So when you say you don't like bunting, it's probably because you're doing the math in your head, you're calculating odds and statistics, and you're thinking this isn't a good idea. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to deny that. Just, you know, I, I'm telling you guys it's true. She's a genius. I think they're they're the, the masters at what they do, so. Yeah. All right, so St. Louis done. Cardinals, um, mm-hmm. you've been a fan all this time, or did you just? Yeah, I've, been, I've lived in St. Louis my whole life, so I've always been a Cardinals fan. Anyone in the Midwest, anyone in St. Louis or in Illinois, Missouri, you have to be a Cardinals fan. You're just born a Cardinals fan. You know what I'm saying? I lived in St. Louis for a year. Yeah, yeah I did. cool. You go, I and mean, what we did was great because we played volleyball after work every day. Cool. It's like I've never been in a town like this where everybody... Sand volleyball. Yeah. Probably at a bar. Uh, I think so. <laughs> Probably at a bar. Like, well, no, we... No, maybe we did eventually, but at first we were going to this park, and I, I also remember cool. I was getting bit by mosquitoes like yeah. I've never been anywhere oh, else. Yeah. Like that place. Hell Yeah. Uh, but I just thought it was cool, like, everybody, like, the whole damn town shut down at 5 o'clock to go play volleyball, and it wasn't like, now, this was 20 years ago or 30 years ago, oh, but wow. um, it, it wasn't like other places that, it, it was a real good culture out there. Very, very. All right, I greatest greatest uh, St. Louis Cardinal of all time? Player? Player. Yeah, who'd you like best? Ooh. Who's your favorite? Currently on the team, we'll go Yadier Molina. I love him. Okay, so He's Yadier so Molina is your favorite player. Yeah. Who else do you like? Who else do I like? Um, Colton Wong. He's sexy, too. Mm-hmm. And a really good player. He made some good plays just recently. I love watching him jump up and dive for the ball. Like, plays that you're like, how did you jump that high? Yeah. You know, like... Like, or... Um, They'll just jump and, like, fall so hard. And it's like, man, you just really don't care. You just wanted that ball. Like, he had that drive, you know? Yeah. He's an infielder. Very good defensively. Yes. Colton Wong. Um, I love all of them, though. I love okay. all of them equally. 
All right, so somebody's taking you to a Cardinals game on a date. Okay. What section do we want the tickets to be in? Do we know? Like, I mean, do you want to be down the third baseline or behind the home plate, or do you want to be in the outfield where the partying um, is going on? Behind the dugout. I love being behind the dugout. Or behind home plate would be cool. I haven't done that. Yeah. I've also sat way at the top before. That was a really cool view. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love the seats right behind the dugout. Right behind the dugout because that way you can flirt with the players. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> um, where are we taking you to dinner before the game here? What kind of food? Ooh, um, we'll go... I don't know. That's a hard one. Well, what's your favorite food? Do you like steaks? Do you like um, tacos? Mm. Do you like uh, Chinese food? Yeah. I think I was thinking Chinese. Chinese. Okay. Yeah. But I always have to have a hot dog at the game. Of course. So I never really eat before the game. I just eat game food, like hot dogs. And they have these really awesome, huge pizza slices at Bush Stadium. Okay. That are so good. So you always get one of those. All right, so what we're saying here, guys, is that you don't need to take her out to dinner before the game. The game yeah. is the dinner. The game is the dinner. So, and um, I'm the dessert. She's the dessert. So that's what <laughs> I was going to ask you next is after the game, are, are we supposed to be taking you to a club for the after party, or do you – you're ready to go sort of home-ish at that point um, and keep it yeah. going? Yeah, I like to smoke a lot of weed. So after a game, I like to blaze up. As do I. That's <laughs> Uh, I bring my vaporizer, my vape pen to the games in oh. most cases, so, uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. I love going to <laughs> baseball games myself. Um, I love the Cardinals. I've spent, and, and I think it's great, baseball is a sport you learn when you're a kid. Yeah. And, and you don't really, you don't learn to appreciate it when you're in your 20s. It's like either you grew up with it or you didn't. Absolutely, yeah, and I feel like St. Louis is one of those towns where everybody Absolutely. plays baseball growing up or right. stuff like that. Right. Maybe not so much anymore, now that. The world is changing. Everything's electronic now. Yeah, but see, the thing about baseball that makes it um, bad and good at the same time, and, and I think it's great, is that it's a slow-paced game. So you go in the stands, and it is a good place to take a date. You can actually yeah. talk and get to know somebody mm-hmm. while you're sitting there in the That'd stands really and at the date. same time have some really great, exciting, yay moments and you know, and that kind of thing. Absolutely. All right, so last thing I want to ask you about is the uh, AVN Newcomer of the Year Award, which I'm assuming that the guys at AVN are going to nominate you for, and if they don't, then that's their fault. But, um, I sure hope so. You know, I'm sure that you would want to uh, be considered for that, but Absolutely. what I want to ask you is what do you think are the qualities that they should be looking for in a newcomer? What do I think the qualities are? Somebody who is really dedicated and um, somebody who presents themselves well and beautiful inside and out, great personality. Yeah. Okay, let's just face it, I'm describing myself. (laughs) Yes, you are. You know, one of the things I think is the quality you want to look for is a girl who has the desire, the eye of the tiger, they called it in one of the Rocky movies, the desire to be the greatest in the industry. Yeah. And, you know, you've been on enough sets where you know that, like, 80% of the industry are just there to get their check 
And that goes... That's, I'm not knocking the porn industry because that's every job you work in. Yeah, absolutely. No matter where you Everybody's work. Everybody's just trying to get paid. Right. Some people don't have... They don't have that direction. Like, they don't know what their, what their end goal is. So they don't know the next step that they need to take. So they're just living. Yeah. But they're but so... after something. Yeah. So no matter what your job... You know, there's going to be 20% really who shouldn't be there on that job. Yeah. There's going to be 60% that are in the middle. Am my numbers correct? So... Yeah. 20, Roughly. 20, 60. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> 60% are kind of in the middle. They're getting the job done. 20% go there thinking, how do I make this a great scene so that I can further my career because I want to be the best in the biz? Yeah. And that's the names that should be on that list, AVN, if you're listening. <laughs> it should be the ones. And I've seen, I mean, I I, I do this every year. I, I list my favorites who I think are starting to transcend the industry, um, who are trying to transcend the industry. I think Kiara fits that description. This is what my experience with her has been, is that she has a desire to be the best. And so that's going to propel her past everybody else. So do look for her in the awards that, that, uh, uh, in the nominations next year. All right, last thing I'm going to ask her, I always ask this to every performer who comes on the show. Now that you've been in the industry a year, go back in time using the little time DeLorean that we have that mm-hmm. goes back in time. It has to go up to 88 miles an hour for us to get. Right, Lori? Yes. Yeah, 88 miles an hour is the speed, and then we travel back in time with the flux capacitor. So we're sending you back to talk to Kiara a year ago in her first day on set and say, here's the advice I'm going to give to you now that's going to be useful to you. What's What advice uh, are you giving? Man. Or if you want to make it simpler, what advice would you give to the new performers of today? Maybe just take it easy, relax, um, don't stress it too much, and mostly just have fun, because if you're having fun, it will show on camera. If you're not having fun, it will also show on camera. Good. Absolutely. Um, Stand up for yourself. I'm giving you your own advice that you... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Stand up for yourself. Um... Yeah, your body is nobody else's body, so you should be the one in control of it and taking care of it and sticking up for it. Because if you don't, nobody will. There you go. Nobody will. Very well said. All right, guys, if you want to go find Kiara, which I know you do now, (laughs) um, here's where you look. So what's your social media? It is at KiaraColeXX. And that's spelled Kiara like Tiara. But with a K. Yep. Yeah. So K-I-A-R-A-C-O-L-E, Kiara Cole XX. Find her on Twitter. Find her on Instagram. What else you got? You don't I have an OnlyFans on yet? Snapchat. Snapchat. Um, there you go. What's your, is that Kiara Cole XX yep, on Snapchat It's all the too? same. Yeah. Oh, wow. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the things that pisses me off is that mine is all different, but um, it's like I should have, but... It's not. See, that's another thing the Motley came in handy with. They're like, find a name that's available on all social medias. Yeah. So it's different for me because I was around when all these social medias started up. So, like, we didn't know these things back then. Mm -hmm. You had to grab your name. And (laughs) and then, like, I had an Instagram account that had my correct Glenn King XXX. But somehow it, it went away or I... Uh-oh, like I got it Instagram when it first started. I don't know. Somehow it got taken over, I guess. I you you started the trend of the Instagram deletion. 
or something like that. <laughs> like, it's just something I think I registered that account, but then I couldn't get back into it after. But again, we didn't know when we first saw Instagram that it was going to become a big thing. Mm-hmm. So we were like, yeah. oh, what's this? Well, I should probably, I, I had a, you know, porn star friends. It's always the porn stars who are the innovators on these things. And so then the girls would say to me, like, you need to get on Twitter. And I'd be like, ah, shut up. That's stupid. Nobody's going to. Twitter's not going to take off. MySpace is where it's at. You know. You know? <laughs> oh God. What do I know? All right, everybody. The great Kiara Cole. Kiara Cole. Kiara Cole. Thank, thank you so you. much for coming on the show, and thank you, everyone, for listening to Let's Talk Adults. <laughs>